Well, hello and welcome to episode number two of our podcast, Everlasting Resilience. Thank you very much for joining us today, whether it is the first time you're joining us or whether you were able to catch episode number one last week. My name is Aaron Eskilsen, and this podcast is dedicated to building everlasting resilience, or in other words, how can we get back up after a fall? How can we be able to be perseverant? How can we be able to try again, get up and try again, whether it was a financial mistake, whether it was a personal loss, whether you're grieving a loved one, maybe you want to try to get back into the dating scene because your heart got broken. Any and all failures or quote unquote failures or mistakes, we are able to get back up. We are able to try again. And that is the intention of this podcast. Once again, my name is Aaron. I am a life coach. I have been in coaching for over 12 years. I am originally from Panama City, Panama, and I am sharing with you this podcast because I have gone through, you know, many mishaps, many mistakes, many falling down. And I just wanted to share much of what I have learned and what I have lived through to basically be that beacon of hope, be that beacon of inspiration for any and all man, woman or child, whether you are bi, gay, transgender, whether you're non-binary, whether you're Latin American, European, African American, we are all in this together and we can all get back up and try again and rekindle our dreams and be able to rekindle that fire of motivation and desire so we're able to get back up. So once again, I would like to start today's session by setting our intention. The intention for this session would be to actually be able to not judge neither past, present, nor future, but be able to offer love and acceptance instead of judgment. And I will be able to explain that along today's session, but it is something that, for example, for me, it has brought many fulfillment and many happiness into my life because I was able to drop all judgments, not only against myself, but against other people. So once again, intention is a force that joins cause and effect. There is an ancient word for intention called kavana, and kavana will be like how we direct our energy. You know, if we go out through the day, we wake up at 5, 6, 7 a.m., where am I going to dedicate my energy? Where am I going to focus my energy, my thoughts, you know, my words, my actions, what I choose to worry about, what I choose to be happy about, that is where my energy will go. So it is really important for us to have this kavana, have this intention, for us to direct our energy to build more resilience, to build more perseverance, and to actually nullify all judgments against ourselves or against another person vis-a-vis, -vis, you know, maybe a possible business mishap, maybe your partner wasn't able to give you the money on time, maybe the customer wasn't able to pay you on time. We are all in this together, and the less I judge the other person, the more love and mercy I can offer to myself and the other person, the more love and mercy I will be able to manifest in my life, okay? I want to give you this tool, once again, about acceptance, even though I don't understand. And this is something really interesting, you know. In my coaching career, I told you that my mom opened up a coaching and consulting company over 30 years ago here in Panama. I love my mom. She's a great woman. And she once explained to me the difference between, and I know that many of you guys, probably if you're in the U.S., you've heard about this, left brain and right brain, you know. There's a many research by William Moulton Marston and, you know, the, the DISC model, the DISC model about left brain and right brain. And there's something really interesting about left brainers. By the way, left brainers, if you're task oriented, if you are money oriented, if you're oriented to results, 
These people, and I have been there much of my life, we tend to want to rationalize ourselves in and out of trouble. The more we think, the more we analyze, the more we seek to understand, the more we believe that we are able to get out of the problem or the issue. But what happens? Sometimes in our lives, whether it's a personal mishap, whether it's the loss of a loved one, or maybe COVID, or maybe the Ukraine-Russia situation, or maybe you had a fight with your loved one, with your mom, with your father, with your brother, we cannot understand why this is in my life. Maybe it is, God forbid, a health issue, and I cannot understand why this happened to me, why this happened to my family, why this happened to my business, why this happened to my country. And we dedicate hours and hours and hours and days and days and days of our energy, of our kavana, to understand the why. So what I want to present to you today is if we're able to accept and consent without having to understand the why behind the situation, but actually trusting either your higher power, either God, either Jesus, either the universe, that this came into my life to make me stronger, to build more resilience, to actually give the extra mile, whether it is in academically speaking, whether you're in high school or in college or you're finishing your master's degree or you're finishing your PhD or whether you're an entrepreneur and you need to be able to share more and to be this beacon of, you know, building, you know, a better solution, a better product for your company. Yes, we may not be able to understand the why of the challenge or the why of a depression, you know, God forbid, or the why of a personal issue, but we are able to create a better future. We're able to share more. And I remember this video. I don't know if you guys saw this video from Steve Jobs, you know, many, many years before, obviously he passed away, many years before he had cancer, he gave a commencement speech in Stanford and it was part of the TED Talk series. The title of, of that video was Connecting the Dots, you know, and Steve Jobs was saying that, you know, he was adopted and that he dropped out of, of college and he only found out the purpose of these things when he was an adult and he was able to look back and connect the dots. So I want you to be able to step into this mindset, to step into this level of consciousness once again. Yes, we had a mistake. Yes, we had a mishap. Yes, we may have said something that offended someone, or maybe we did something that offended someone else. But we need to be able to step into a mind space, a space in your mind and in your heart, where you stop judging yourself, you stop judging the other person, and you're able to accept and consent even though you don't understand the why. We're able to let go of the anger, of the blame, of the shame of that mistake without understanding the why. And you know, I want to give here a personal example and it is something that I didn't mention last session. I know the last session I did talk about a little bit about my bipolar diagnosis. My bipolar diagnosis came when I was 18 years old, 19 years old. I was a freshman in college. And I really, you know, I didn't understand what was happening. You know, they gave me medication and I didn't understand what for, you know. And it wasn't until many, many, many years after that I was able to, you know, make amends with myself and make amends with my higher power that this is what had to happen in my movie. So I was able to grow more and trust more myself and trust more the process. Nevertheless, I did not mention something really key about my life, which was my father's death. When I was one year old, my father committed suicide. And that is something that, that really marked my early years in childhood and marked obviously my teenage and my early adulthood. I speak about it in the book, Unleashing Your Limitless Consciousness, which is coming out in a couple of days, couple of weeks. But I do believe that it had strong 
relationship to how I related to either the male side of the family or any, you know, hierarchical authoritative figure. Obviously, I was a really, really rebel child. I really gave my mom a really hard time. But what I realized is that I was actually angry at the system. Whether you call the system your higher power, whether you call the system God, Jesus, the world, universe. And I thought that it was quote unquote unfair that if there was a God, if there was a higher power, that this higher power took away my father's life. And I know this is a tough issue. And I know that many of you may have dealt with some type of either depression or generalized anxiety disorder or maybe addictions or maybe suicide. But it is something that we need to be able to see with the eyes of the heart, with the eyes of the soul, more than with the eyes of our rational left brain. And you know why I tell you these, ladies and gentlemen? Because I spent years of my life trying to understand why my father did that, why my father took his own life, and why wasn't there anyone, either spiritually speaking, you know, a saint or an angel or God himself, to stop him from doing that. And it was until I was able to love himself, to love my father just the way he is, and to respect his destiny, to not be angry at him, and to not be angry at the system. And once again, remember the tool for today? Acceptance, even though I don't understand the why. Even though I don't understand the underlying cause of bipolar disorder, or I don't understand the underlying cause of why this business partner never paid me back, or why this, you know, person in my family, either an uncle or a cousin, you know, did this tricky business and left me out of the family will or the family trust fund. I am able to accept and I am able to be the co-creator of life. And you know something? Maybe I am not accountable for that mistake that happened 10 years ago because that's already in my past, but I choose to be accountable in the here and in the now. And there is a beautiful quote by Eckhart Tolle. Eckhart Tolle is an author of The Power of Now, is the author of Stillness Speaks, is the author of A New Earth. Nothing that happened in the past can keep me from accepting the here and in the now. Because what Eckhart says is that because of some grief or some pain that happened in the past, we live in a state of against of the present. It's like we're battling the present moment, each second, each minute, each hour of the day. My mind, my heart is against the present moment because I can't let go because of the grief or the pain of something that happened in the past. So once again, you know, I, I was able to finish high school. I was able to finish college. I came back from university, from Tulane and from Babson. You know, there was a huge problem in Boston. You know, I was arrested in Boston. I was able to go into rehab after I was able to recognize that I had an addiction towards marijuana. But after I was able to accept that, yes, my father made a mistake, but I can love him either way. And yes, it had nothing to do with my higher power, whether you call your higher power God or Allah or Buddha, or Jesus, I am able to accept the here and the now and love myself. And today I choose life. And yes, maybe you question the past and you question someone else's mistake. Maybe you question your own mistakes and you question your own judgment. But there is no way you're able to build the future of your dreams, whether it's a great relationship with your loved one, whether it is health, whether it's happiness, whether it's a great company, whether it is a volunteering or, you know, a, a, a foundation outreach program for other people from a place of fear and from a place of lack. We build these things from a place of love, from a place of I want to be able to contribute to the community. I want to be able to contribute to my family. 
And that is why, you know, actually, after all these years, that is why I decided to tell my story both in the book and in this podcast. I think I mentioned it last week, this therapy called Family Constellations. I don't know if you guys have heard about Bert Hellinger and Family Constellations, but it's something that really struck to me. It says that it's called, you know, the need to help others. And many people have the need to help others out of an unconscious desire to save someone in the family. And yes, of course, you know, it made so much sense. I wanted to coaching because I actually wanted to save other people from what my father did and from that not happening again to either a loved one or a spouse or a brother or a sister or a friend. And I wanted to fix everyone's issues. I feel that I was everyone's psychotherapist or psychologist or coach. But wait a minute, can I really accept without understanding and respect my father's destiny and love him even though he made that mistake and love the world even though that right now I cannot change the fact that that I can't bring him back, you know? And then from there, when I was able to make amends with myself and to make amends with the fact that, you know, he may rest in peace and he may, you know, continue his path in the upper worlds to continue to advance, you know, Bezrat Hashem, God willing. But it is my consent and my acceptance that will be able to let me move on in a peaceful way. And whether I choose to help someone as a coach or as a mentor or whether I choose to serve other people in a volunteer project, I do it from a place of love. I do it from a place that I value myself and I love the present moment just as it is. And I accept the present moment just as it is. And this came a beautiful, beautiful gift that I actually was sharing with some people to connect to love beyond time and space and a moment. Because, you know, when you think about it, when you lose a loved one or, you know, it could be a loved one or it could be a business or it can be a relationship with your soulmate or with, you know, your ex-spouse. There is this fear. There is this thought that roams around your head that says, I will never be able to love again and I will never be able to feel this love again. Or maybe if it's a job or it's a career, I will never be able to feel this successful again or this fame again, whether you're in the celebrity business or you're in the acting business or you're in the corporate business. We believe that if this, you know, 1% physical relationship or physical business or physical acting role disappears, I believe that I will never be able to connect to that level of fulfillment or happiness again. But remember what we talked about last week? There is the physical actual manifestation of the job, you know, vice president of growth at, you know, X company, or there's the physical 1% manifestation of a loved one, but there is the endless fulfillment and internal bliss of that job or of that partner. The example that we did last week was there's a cookie and there's the taste and fulfillment from the cookie. The taste and fulfillment from the cookie, remember, it is metaphysical. It is spiritual. It comes from another world. Kabbalists call it the 99%. If you want to call it in a physical, mental state, it's the neurotransmitters that fire away once you eat that cookie. And that metaphysical spiritual level is infinite, is eternal. And more than we desire it, it desires to fulfill us. There's this quote that I know I mentioned last week, more than the calf wants to drink from the cow, the cow wants to feed the calf. We are the calf and the endless, boundless, beautiful energy of love of success is the cow. Some people call it higher power, Eckhart Tolle calls it being, but we need to align ourselves with this energy and we do it from a place of love, from a place of caring from others and definitely from a place of loving our life just as it is and accepting the things that sometimes we cannot change. And by the way, if you're in the recovery business and you, I was in AA and AA for many years, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I think it's really aligned to Eckhart Tolle 
to live the present moment just as it is and to connect to love beyond time, space, and motion. Because I strongly believe that if we experience love from a loved one, from your father, from your mother, from your spouse, from your son, from your daughter, from your higher power, that love is neither created nor destroyed. That love is eternal. That love is ever-present. You will always be able to access that love. The question is, how much am I giving that love freely to myself, first of all, self-esteem, value my energy, value my path. Once again, I am able to get back up after every single mistake from a place of perseverance, from a place of I want to manifest more success and also give love to others. And maybe I'm able to forgive someone from my past. Maybe I'm able to text someone and say, you know something, I am accountable for the mistakes I did, but today I choose to change. I choose to forgive. I choose to love and maybe even be able to make amends with your higher power. Once again, whether you call it Jesus, whether you call it the light, whether you call it Hashem, and be able to not criticize or maybe have a resentment or maybe have some type of guilt or shame towards that higher power because you weren't able to do what you were, what you wanted to do. As I said, many of my years, I spent blaming the higher power for my father's death and I spent an, in a victim mode. So once again, the tool for today is do not seek to understand the past. Do not seek to question yourself or to question someone else, but to accept even though I don't understand and to place this trust, this really confidence that the higher power, that the universe has your back, that the universe wants the best for you, that the cow wants to feed you with endless health, fulfillment, happiness. And the more I recognize that there is a perfect order, even though there may be chaos, Right now in Ukraine, in Russia, or in Yemen, or in Somalia, or in many places in the world, there is a bigger picture. And we are here to co-create that reality by not judging someone else, by not judging myself, by not judging the world, but by offering love and care, especially to myself and to my past. Inject that energy of mercy to your past and to your past mistakes and to feel the love of that person beyond time and space, to feel the love of the world, to feel that success beyond time and space. You know, I like this quote by one of the teachers of the Kabbalah Center, by one of the main directors of the Kabbalah Center, Raphilip Berg, consciousness is everything. What am I conscious in my life? What do I perceive? Do I perceive the lack and the darkness? Do I perceive the love? Do I perceive the mercy? Do I perceive the endless fulfillment that already exists and that I already tasted? So I need to be able to let go of the things I don't understand and let go of the things that maybe I will never know the, the answer to that. Why did this person leave? Why did this person wasn't able to fulfill the business deal? But can I love myself and the world regardless of the result? Can I share and can I be able to accept the past just as it is and in the present moment love myself to build something for the future? So I want to leave it like this for today because I think it was a really dense session. You know, we talked about really deep topics. I want to thank all of you who have joined either from session one or for session two. Let me know if you have any suggestions for topics that you want to do. I do want to open it to resilient stories from other people. Maybe how were you able to get back up from, you know, a loss, from a grief, from an addiction, but definitely tell your story, but also tell a tool that you will be able to share with the audience 
so people can also learn from other people's success stories and from other people's resilience stories. Because I believe that the more we support each other, whether we are in the workplace, whether it is in the family, whether it was someone that we don't know that is in Europe, you know, right now with the Ukraine crisis or in Latin America or in Asia or in Africa or in the United States, the more we support each other and the more you say, you know something, I have been through the same that you have been or through something similar, maybe through a similar loss, through a similar challenge. And I am here to tell you that you can get back up. And that is basically my intention with this. If you have been through an addiction, if you have been through the loss of a loved one, I have personally been through that. And I'm here to tell you, don't lose hope because there is light at the end of the tunnel when we choose to be that light ourselves, when we choose to embody that light through mercy, through love, and through giving second chances, through giving myself a second chance and through giving life a second chance. So have a great rest of the week. Thank you very much for being able to share with us today this amazing episode. And I hope to see you next week. Thank you very much. This was Everlasting Resilience, episode number two with Aaron Eskilson. Bye-bye.